right, welcome back, Detroit Golf Club. Round one of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Joined by my buddy, Matt Charbonneau of the Detroit News. What's up, dude? It's nice to see you. You know, yeah, we're just out here in trying to make it through the smog or the yeah. smoke or whatever the heck it is out here. And yeah. Watch a little golf. Catching a couple rays. It's a beautiful day. It's actually pretty nice. Yeah, it started yeah. out rough, but... Yeah, get a nice little breeze. It's it's a good day for. I might just hang out here the rest of this. It's comfortable. Uh, hey, put you're this more thing welcome. Put it over by the 18th green. We're going to be all I, set. That's yeah. the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> um, all right, so l- l- I want to I want to talk a little bit of a little golf with you here. Uh, I-, I was watching Doug Gim a little bit earlier. Uh, was putting together a really nice round. He, Colin Morikawa, um, uh, Ricky Fowler, six under, five under. Nate Nate Lashley, five under, um, as well. Th- this is a course where we're expecting. You know, probably low 20s, uh, 20, 25 under, something like that's going to get it done. But but it's a it, it, while those numbers are pretty low, mm-hmm. um, historically, it's still a very tough course for these guys. Well, that's the thing about it. And it's funny, Tony Fino the other day predicted 30 under. Did he really? For this. Yeah, just Oof. with the, you know, when they you got the rain over the weekend, soften things up, yeah. and there's still a chance Never of rain know. really every day uh, through the end of this thing. So... Uh, we'll see unless the wind picks up. It's a little breezy this mm-hmm. afternoon, but that's the thing about it. You're going to see plenty of birdies, plenty of low scores, but with these greens the way they are, and if they if they set them up a certain way, they can they can jump up and bite you real quick and you don't yeah. notice it. Like you mentioned, Ricky Fowler, he's rolling along and finishes bogey bogey. A couple yeah. of these guys, um, as I'm looking at the top, were in really good shape and had late bogeys. And it's most of the guys who started on the back and they're finishing like seven, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight, nine have been. Holes that have kind of gotten people a little bit here late in the round. So yeah, you have a you have a good round of sixty six, sixty seven. But you sit there and say, "Geez, what could what it could have been if not for you know diff- difficulty of a couple of those late holes?" So th- this it, it is a birdie course. You've got to mm-hmm. go low, but if you're not dialed in, I mean, it's going to. I think Tony Fino today was even. Yeah, and that's that ain't getting it done in no, this tournament. No, so, it's not. Yeah, um, and then you've got the hazards. You throw in some of these bunkers. Uh, and and the rough obviously has become kind of notorious here um, as well. But but you know, watching these guys, it's not necessarily the distance that I find most uh, impressive about their yeah. games, and obviously that's impressive. Um, but it's their it's their short game. It's it's the game around the greens. It's it's when you get on that flat surface. Uh, how you rolling the thing, and and are you reading them properly? Mm-hmm. And and that to me is if you if you haven't come out to one of these events, camp next to a green because that's where the a lot of the magic happens. And I don't think people really get unless you've been out here and see it and stand near one of these greens. It's the you know the Donald right. Ross kind of signature greens. That's why we say that's the defense this course has. When you stand by them near them, yeah. And see them, and then you get a true understanding of the undulations and the different levels and why you have to put the ball in a certain spot or not be above the hole in other areas. And then understand how those good those guys are controlling where that ball is. I it's was right, watching yeah. Sam Bennett over here yeah. earlier. He had this putt. It was kind of on the top shelf, so it was like almost yeah. like a uh, it was a huge bump in this green. And, and I'm thinking, like, he's going to have to aim this thing five feet yeah. left of the hole. I mean, he, he really didn't aim it that much further, and he put it. But perfectly yeah. next to. I mean, it's it's really impressive. That's the part of this of the pro game that I find the, the most interesting. And and with the weather like this, it softens it up. So these yeah. guys are firing at the stick. Correct. And 
and I forget which guy mentioned it, it might have been Colin Morikawa yesterday, said the thing about that is now you have to have your distance really dialed in because mm-hmm. you hit it to where you think, and now it spins back on that soft <laughs> yep. green, and now you're off the front of the green as yep. opposed to, you know, a bird, you know, makeable birdie putt. So it's you say all those things and you still see these numbers, and it's it's pretty impressive what these guys do out here. I think I had the most hype for Ricky Fowler coming in this week. Obviously, yeah. he's got the tie to rocket, and and he has been. Uh, kind of in in golf purgatory for the last six seven years it seems like he just hasn't been able to find his game i mean he was at one point i think uh, in danger of losing his card i mean there was he had really kind of fallen off yeah but over the last year i mean you can see the progression that he's made he's made some swing adjustments he's become really good on the on the green as well I, I was most excited about him, and for him to come out, I know he didn't finish great, but to fire a five under on the opening round, I think puts him in a really good spot this week. And it's exactly what he said after the round. You know, obviously you want to finish that better, but it's Thursday. Shoot a good score, put yourself in position, heading in the right direction. And, and look, you mentioned it, that's what he's been doing all year. Yeah. I, I found a story I did from last year when he missed the cut, mm-hmm. and I, I described it as his miserable run or something like that, and he. He, I think his last win was in 18 or 19, mm-hmm. so it's been a while yeah. of a guy who was one of the young faces of, of, of golf, and this year has been pretty darn impressive. I mean, he shoots a 60 last week at the Travelers. Yeah, third round, incredible. A 62 in the first round of the U.S. Open the week before that. So he's, I think he's missed one or two cuts all year. He's he's knocking on that door to get back in the winner's circle. If, if the folks at Rocket could pick a guy, probably, yeah. this week it would be him, and he's playing well. He played well again today, you know. A little bit shaky at the end, but I think he's going to be there right, right in the mix, and I think that's good. He's a fan favorite too; the fans love him. So, what do you make of this of this field? And and I know we've had you know Dustin Johnson's been here in the past, Phil's been in here in the past, and when you've got big names like that, Bryson obviously, mm-hmm. um, that draws a lot of people. But I, what I find most impressive about this field is you've got fourteen of the top fifty. You've got a really a lot of young players like Max Homa, who I really like. Um, that 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 decided to come to this tournament, play this course, uh, experience this community. I find that when you've got more of those guys that are in the top 50, it makes this tournament more exciting. And then you throw in some of these other stories like the winner of the ship in, or, you know, some local guys here too. It's a perfect combination. I think of a field for this tournament. Right. And, and keep an eye on some of the names at the top of the board right now. They're, they're young guys that are, you're going to start hearing more of, and that's kind of what these tournaments are. You're going to get, if you get 15, 20 of the top 50s, like they've been doing fairly consistently, get some of the young up-and-comers in there. And this is, in today's day of PGA golf, if you can explain to me where we're going with scheduling, you're, you're doing better than most people because you had the elevated events for this year, right? Yep. That, and, there, and this tournament isn't one of them, so you got that challenge. But now who knows where things are going with this potential or supposed merger with – uh, the live tour, all those things. So you know, you just don't know where it's all going to shake out. So if you continue to keep getting fields like this, that are solid, that, yeah, you're never going to get like a, a U.S. Open field or sure. like the Memorial sure. or those kind of things. But you're getting your fair share. And it's interesting. You mentioned the live guys. There's a good chunk of those guys that were coming here regularly. Yeah. Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, guys like mm-hmm. that. That now can't. Like right. if if that split didn't happen. I think yeah. you would see even better field. So I think, and Tony Finau mentioned it the other day too. He said, once you play here once, then you know and you kind of get hooked. And the guys, a lot of them come because of the course. Yep. And then he says, you get here, you play it. Max Homa said the same thing. He came the first time a few years ago because it fit his schedule. Mm-hmm. Once he was here, 
He's like, well, I'm coming every year. Yeah. J- Justin Thomas, now a guy this year chasing FedEx Cup points, and so that's why he's here. But he comes once. Does yet that have the same effect on him? Does he win? Guys win, and then they're going to be here every year. So that I think as it keeps going, you're going to see those fields continue to rise. Well, even with Finau, when it came to like you know the the Netflix documentary, and you saw how important family was mm-hmm. here. I think that's the that's the most amazing thing when you talk about like Jason Langwell, Casey Herbis going to the tournaments to try to recruit these guys. What do you what are they talking about? They're talking about the family atmosphere, the fireworks, the Tigers games, all the stuff that they kind of set the players up mm-hmm. with outside of the course. It's what I think draws a lot of guys like Finau, Max Homa, guys with families. Um, it's 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 another interesting feather in the cap for this this tournament. Not just got the, that kind of uh, infrastructure. Yeah, not just the players too. They've made a real point of taking care of uh, players' families, taking yeah. care of the caddies. Yep. Um, all those things they want to do to make say, hey, this is a little different here. We're going to go the extra mile for you guys to come play here. And I it's that's cool. been, that's been a focus from Jason Langwell and those guys from the first year. And you continue to hear positive, re, you know reactions from the players and, and families and caddies so it's it's they're doing it the right way and i think you're going to keep seeing this 10 seconds grow. who you think is going to win this thing I, at this point i'm going to go ahead and go with ricky let's do the story let's do it I'm yeah with why you. not i'm with you let's <laughs> go ricky fowler for the dub uh, uh look appreciate always talking with you matt charbonneau you got it man. thank you it's good to see you see all right we got to take a break more coming up next here on jr afternoon right here on wjr